Jim. <laughs> Somebody Jim. had to do it. What? Huh? Who had to do what? Nothing. Somebody had to do okay. something, and you did yeah. it. Yeah. Good job. I don't. Well, it's weird because I can't see any reactions. I know. Or, I can't uh, wait for you to get back in studio because <laughs> we're less likely to talk over one another. And uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, talking over. I mean, it would be better if we had live video. But no matter what we do, there's always some slight delay. I'm watching the live stream um, just so that at least I can see your dumb faces. And but it's so far behind that like I don't know what's happening. But uh, welcome to episode 467 of Fortman Show. This is Puke in beautiful, sunny Irvine, California, currently 74 degrees, slightly windy. We have a wind advisory in effect from the Pacific Ocean. How's your guys' weather? Uh, not that good. Amazing. 91%. No rain. Monday. It looks like the sun's out, okay. at least. I don't want to read the weather uh, report. This isn't a good, this isn't a good, good bit. Uh, why not? Okay, well, welcome to the show. Since I'm the only one talking, uh... I think we can do weather reports every single show, and here's why. Why not? I it's have like been listening to some cryptocurrency podcasts, and every single show, they're always like, Bitcoin, whatever, whatever. Yeah, but we can we can give an update on something a lot more exciting, though. Like what? <laughs> I don't know. Like, what, uh, can we state of the dryer? Other than the weather. No, the state of everyone's like morning boner or something. I don't. There's, there's an update that's more specific to the show. Non existent. Why? As usual. As because usual. I, uh, well, usually I wake up uh, before my alarm, so any morning boners have already subsided by the time I'm. Conscious. You know, ED affects twenty-seven percent of. Men. Well, based on last week's show, I would think if you did have a morning boner, you'd walk out and be like, "Hey guys," and then just. Stand there in your boxers, arms splayed, stretching. Look what I made. I'm very comfortable. No, I'm not that lewd. Andrew gave me a pair of underwear, and boy, did it change my life. No. <laughs> Andrew gave me this pair of underwear. They were champion brand underwear. Yep. I and I thought they missed an opportunity. It could have been champagne. Champagne. <laughs> and um, I put them on, and I said, this is the best-looking underwear I've ever worn. I've never been a man who thought, wow, look at me in underwear. You know? Jeez, now we sound I, like every not? other podcast hawking socks and underwear. Uh, go to poormanshow.com slash me undies. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the best underwear I ever got were free. I only wore them once yesterday. Oh, what? Were they ladies underwear? Yep. No. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, too. Um, no, I got them with the Manscaped package thing. Manscaped gives you free underwear. You are too. Oh, no. oh God, we are Manscaped. fucking doing a lot of guerrilla advertising. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Where are the sponsors? What made me think of it? Why are you succumbing to other podcast ads? Because I want to succumb. Wait, why do you need help trimming your dick? I mean, you need help. No, hair. this doesn't trimming need your it. dick hair. This Don't doesn't trim. need to happen at all. Wait, yes, it, it, yeah, it, it doesn't does. need to happen. It no, it doesn't need to happen. Yeah, trim, does. but not to the point where you need to buy electric clippers. Wait a minute. No, yeah, that's way easier than other shit. Wait, you didn't have that's a pair of electric clippers. I had like the shitty old face trimmer I had, which I then repurposed for for the dick, but that's not good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. So you want something that is like has a finer touch. Yeah, and, and it's waterproof. Okay. Oh, that's handy. I mean, you can do it in the shower. No, I go in the hot tub and I... <laughs> you do it underwater? Yeah, it's waterproof. First, I get a snorkel and a dolphin friend, <laughs> and then I go to the ocean. Doesn't it have a little Rip light on balls. it too? It does. It works Jeez. underwater. Yeah. Nope. See, this is we were talking about peculiarity or particularities yesterday. It's too particular. So why the sudden desire to get more serious about pubes? 
I've, trimming. I've, I've gone through phases of pube trimming or okay. not. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if there's more activity happening, there's more need for it. I do it consistently, <laughs> you know? like Not consistently, but I always do it regularly, even if there's not uh, a viewer mm-hmm. of the dick. Mm. You know, I do it for it's, myself. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like wiping your ass. And then I look in the mirror. Uh, no, no, because I don't uh, change the degree to which my ass is wiped, depending I on do. external factors. I just give it a week, and then I decide, hmm, <laughs> now's the time. <laughs> Sorry, but what? Um, it's satisfying. Uh, it's a pain in the ass. Mm. You well, might like be shaving doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, the face shaving I got down. Once a week, I just use the trimmers, and if I go, eh, I don't want to do it that close, then I'll use the, the pop-out feature. I have a face trimmer that has the, the three circles that articulate. Yeah, uh, standard electric razor. Yeah, but then it has a little flap on the back that pops out and it has like the little saw blade. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm just doing the saw blade from now on because it's faster and it gives me a length that doesn't bother me. Isn't it scratchier? Uh, no. No. It, well, what, my face or the trimmer? The trimmer. Yeah, the hair might be. Well, the trimmer, like yeah, the trimmer, the trimmer is way scratchier. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you just do it lightly and I don't know. It's consistent and it's harder to fuck up. The three the three circle things are definitely not easy. I don't know. I've only recently, within the past month or so, used one, not an electric shaver person, and it definitely was like, wow, I had to shave over the same spot like 10 times versus twice with a regular straight razor. Oh, no, I don't think so. I'm done with the regular straight razors. It's done. Or not straight razors, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. The handheld bit. The Schick 16 blade. Yeah. The, I might have used a shitty electric tip one. and articulating head. I'm done with those. I haven't used one of those in I don't know how long. What's wrong with them? I, it takes too much time and there's too much risk. Now, you're still not shaving your body hair. No. I think you'd be happy if you did no. a little cleaning up. No. Why not? Uh, you know, I know, well, for me, I've done it before and it'll be itchy. Oh. And I can't yeah. help but always play that episode of Seinfeld every time I even consider it. Okay. It's going to grow back thicker and darker. Um, it's already thick and dark enough. I don't need it to grow back thicker and darker. All right. Well, you know, I don't know. I just have ideas. <laughs> I only do a little. I only do just a little. Just because, like, you get a little... Where do you do it? Around the stomach. Okay. Because you get... I don't know. It helps me look better. Uh-huh. And well, uh, I mean, the shoulders. Uh, why would you want... Sh- like hairy the backs sh- of the shoulders? The backs and the tops. Yeah. And then I'll, sometimes I'll try to reach over my back and grab a little of the back air. But, it's too oh, hard to reach. Guess what I do? You need a, you need a friend. Uh, but there's no one right for the job because the right. only person you can ask to do that is the person you already want to see your back. Without eye, that. Without the hair. Right. So it's really... You need to hire a homeless person. Uh, you, you just go to the... Uh, what is it? The, the Thailanders. Asian massage parlor. Yeah. They'll do it for you. They'll Get do some small Asian lady and she'll rip it out with wax. You know what? Let's think about that. How would we all feel about going through that process? There's getting a, waxed? Or, or getting uh, hair removal from a professional. I don't understand having somebody else take your pubes off. Fine. It's like the kind of thing you've got to figure out yourself. Yeah. Like, I don't trust myself to fully do it. You think I trust a stranger? <laughs> well, if they're a professional, I trust they're them more, but it's the comfort level. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want my, I don't ever want my dick to be presented to anybody unless it's aroused. 
<laughs> like it might be. There's no situation outside of arousal where I want the dick to be presented. I don't want my dick to be presented to anybody unless there's like a really kind of ostentatious ceremony. Oh, okay. Like there's a band. <laughs> and there's like flower petals floating and someone throwing rice. Yeah. Some sort of, maybe a platter. Is there any platters involved? With the little top you pull off? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like a hotel room service cart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I like that. Thing. And there's like a there's like a parade. The, this is all a case for the Asian massage parlor. All of this can be done. All of this can be had at the Asian massage parlor. Those people can't organize a parade. They can't organize one, but if you pay them oh. enough money, wait a minute. Yes, they can. You. They have like the the multi person dragon, dragon thing that's bouncing around. Yeah, like, that's, that's fucking what awesome. I need. Yeah, that's a parade. It's just a big instead of a dragon. It's just a long dick. <laughs> but it's mine. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so that's probably happening in Japan right now. You go to the company that makes those with a picture of your dick. Mm-hmm. Call them ahead of time so they're not startled by this. <laughs> but you go in with the paint and say, I need dragon flags made of this. It needs to look <laughs> like this. Not just any cartoon dick. Have you guys seen that that like festival in Japan that's all about the penis? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Um, James May went to that. Yeah. So I, they probably have some sort of big penis dragon. They do. Float oh, I'm sure they there. do. They have big penis everything there. Yeah, uh, not except everything. for except for the people. <laughs> they have big fake penises. Yeah, they're art. They're like uh, there's uh, what's it called erotic art mm-hmm. from centuries ago. Very uh, dick focused. Very dick focused and very uh, large dicks. Yeah, in the I'm art. Sitting for something. Well, they didn't have truck nuts back then, so they got to do it somehow. Do you think like they they you know captured a foreigner? And they're like, oh, look at that. This is something to be celebrated. They're not even, <laughs> even a foreigner couldn't bring what they are presenting in these paintings. True, but they, they exaggerate. Kind of like, you know, uh, in America, we're all obsessed with dinosaurs, right? What? Yeah. Who? Dinosaurs are discovered in 18-whatever, uh, and they find giant bones. and like, well, holy shit, dinosaurs. And then 100-some years later, they're like, oh, we're going to make some movies. They're obsessed with them in Pittsburgh. Well, that too. Yeah, There's dinos everywhere. Right. I was in Butler at uh, Annie May's ice cream or Louis, uh, Mary Lou's. Huh? It's right across the street from the Sally farm May. market we go to. Oh, okay. Uh, Sally Jean. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. They got a big giant ceramic ice cream cone, and I'm there shooting a video of it. And uh, then I there's a dinosaur too, like a little brontosaurus. Looks like a little uh, dino. But I he's wonder why. Green. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's also a ceramic well, there's... lion. Well, there's the Triceratops. I think they're all Triceratops. There's the like dinosaur statues all over Pittsburgh. No, those are there's all like, sorts of different dinosaurs. Are there different ones? Okay. Yeah, that was that art there, installation. Yeah, there's like 30 of them or something. Yeah, there's the, so you, the Heinz Triceratops. It's, all, it's a Heinz ketchup bottle. Yeah, and then there's, there's ones all over the city. It's like one of those, I don't know, one of those weird um, local like community building things they did. Like uh, I've been in, I feel like... There's some t- oh Punxsutawney is like that. They've got the little uh, the groundhog Hogs. statues everywhere. Oh, you, you want somewhere? <clears throat> Brett, there's if- somewhere near where I grew up that has like cattle, little cow statues everywhere. So it's a thing. If you want to make your uh, little Instagram videos or whatever, yeah, go to Punxsutawney. All right, how far is that from here? An hour. Oh, that's reasonable. Yeah, very. Maybe not this time of year, but <laughs> you can be like, oh, Brian Doyle Murray held up a groundhog right here in this spot. I don't know. I like to kind of do my own thing, you know. I don't like to. 
bite off things other people have done. Who did that? Mm. Who went and made videos with the plastic groundhogs that are all well, scattered it's about? it's kind of like, oh, this is where a movie was. I feel like that's... Uh, no, I've done that. No, yeah. No. Yeah, remember the Batman <laughs> yeah. video we made? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but that was years ago. I think I've, uh, I, I think I've really stepped things up since then in uh, my videos. Nice. Well, so I'm in a new Airbnb, if you people can't tell from the, the background. Airbnb. It's Hooray. got windows now. It, uh, well, I mean, the other one had windows, but these I can use. They're all open, and it's fucking fantastic. I made a great choice. Um, it was, it'll, it'll definitely be worth whatever the fuck money I have to pay because I uh, definitely blew through my um, lodging a budget because the company's reimbursing me, so i got to figure out what they want to do with that. But, but the um, amount of money you're rolling in, the income that you're getting, and the expenses yeah. you're not expending, you should do whatever makes you happy. I did. Good. Ish. Yeah. Ish. Well, I mean, I am paying for some rent Yeah. Uh, where you guys are at, and yeah. I still have a stupid mortgage that I have to pay every month, but, but. <laughs> I don't have expenses, and um, yeah, so... Uh, yes, I feel like since I haven't had to like pay for food in the past four months, you know, I definitely don't have a lot of expenses at all. And um, yeah, it was a great choice to come to this place. It's fucking great. So, like I said at the end of the last show, you know, the the place where I was was just too loud and like kind of a crappy place, Santa Ana. It was a bitch sketch. Um, so I found this place in Irvine, which is where uh, I think all the rich people live or something i don't know everybody says like oh yeah irvine's way better and uh this house is like staying at your grandmother's house it is filled with a lot of pastels and like like grandmotherly touches nice you know a lot of nice art on the wall Cat and paintings. photos does it make you comfortable yeah i feel like the does. more grandmotherly it is the more comfortable it is it might have an old person smell but the comfort nah, makes up for that. I haven't noticed that. The, the bed was stupid soft because it had one of those like foam toffer, toppers. Uh, I had to rip that off. But since I did that, it's pretty great. Um, and it has this backyard. Uh, so I can just go back there after work and I sit there and watch the sunset. And it's outdoors and it's beautiful. And so way better for my uh, my psyche. That's for damn sure compared to that other place, which was so fucking loud. Jesus. I think they shoot porn in Irvine. Probably. They could. <laughs> I mean, do, do, I'm looking they behind you, they want? and I can see that the backyard is surrounded by a fence. Like a face-high fence. I think that's an opportunity to fucking, like, yeah. Wilson, one of your neighbors. Just start giving advice to, like, the neighbor kid. <laughs> well, I thought about lessons. doing the show sitting out there on the porch, but I don't, you know, sometimes we get in conversations. I don't want the cops called. Do this thing where you walk up to the fence, you hold the microphone at your mouth, but you keep just your eyes above the fence, and you yeah. just peer over the fence while doing the entire show, staring straight out at the neighbors. It's called <laughs> No Offense. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's great. The backyard is like, the fence is just covered in, Ivy. in big ivy and and plants and it's uh, like a little garden back there oh, love it. Liter literally the first night that i came here i messaged you guys and i was like oh my god look at this place and i was i'm sitting out there enjoying the sunset and i'm having like a seltzer or whatever the fuck and there's literally a hummingbird on the tree watching me sit wow. there or whatever hummingbirds do but i like to believe that it was like a scene from a disney film <laughs> and he was, uh, it was my hummingbird friend. it's one of those like, princesses that spreads her arms and all the birds yeah. and squirrels come and help her dress in her gown yep 
Yeah, mm-hmm. compared to the dog barking, construction, Mexican music, and car <laughs> alarms that I had experienced the week before, it was uh, it was quite euphoric. That sounds lovely. It sounds yeah. great. And I feel like uh, after last show, I've started to feel your pain, Pew, because for some reason, uh, in the room that I stay in here, every night at like 11, 15 p.m., there's this tiny, tiny little dog with a big, big bark that just starts <laughs> yapping. Really? Consistently. Every night. And I just, uh, eventually it goes away and eventually I go to sleep. But every time I'm like, somebody needs to take care of that dog. See, every night I just, uh, sleeping, having a good time, you know, unconsciously. And then all of a sudden there's a meowing happening and I wake up and I go, what the fuck do you want? And I I think, do you want outside the room? So I open the door and he just looks at me and goes, no. I just want to meow at you, make you get up, and then lay back down, and then I'm going to crawl in the bed with you again, and that's that. I just wanted to bother you. That's what he says. <laughs> Every that fucking is, night. Um, that is what pets do. <clears throat> Every once in a while, I can't take it. So I go, I, I apologetically walk him downstairs, and I go, all right, you get the whole basement, but my room is for me. And I leave him in the basement. And then he gets mad. And then he knocks my computer monitor over, and he vomits on the floor. <laughs> You did, did you, like, shut the door on him or something? Yeah, but he's got the whole basement. Oh. He's got a bigger room yeah. than I do to sleep in. But is it warm? Where does he have a warm place to sleep? It's warm. There's a, there's a heater. There's a blanket for him. It's warm. Oh, okay. That's good. You don't leave the heater on overnight. No. So no. let's take the heater out of the equation. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> there's a blanket for him and a cold, cold basement. It's cold, cold. It's cold enough that this, I bet his little toes get frozen. Since you've been in this house, this house has been so much warmer than ever than, than it's ever been. Well, I uh, try to bring a warm presence everywhere I go. <laughs> well, I can't wait to get back to Pennsylvania where I can uh, I can treat my poor cat properly. <laughs> Your cat is treated so well. I've never seen him love anything as much as he loves me. This cat loves me. Well, that's good. He won't attack me had, anymore. That's nice. I had uh, a metric fuck ton of anxiety about coming out here to California and leaving my poor cat behind. Um, but I think he's, it sounds like he's doing well and I do appreciate you, uh, helping out with that, Andrew. So thank you. Yeah. You guys are here. What do you think of this cat? Uh, what is well for a cat? Yeah. Well, what is well for this cat? Yeah. Um, that he is petted and treated well and has food and water. Well, and, have you, uh, have you seen what he's like when he's petted? Have you watched uh, people I, pet this cat? <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, uh, it's, it's not Brett's cat, so he doesn't, you know, He's not really used to Brett too much. He should be getting used to him by now. Oh, we get we get along fine. <laughs> we get along yeah. fine. I say Nico. Um, he looks when you say his name. Yep. I talk to him. I tell him things. I ask him questions. Nobody ever asks a cat questions. Nope. Brett's the only one. Uh, I do. I ask him Believe what he me, wants I've had, constantly. I've had full conversations with that cat. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, I try to do that, too. There, there he is... said, I love you to me the other day. <laughs> he said, I love you. He did, and he said, "I said, Nico, what did you say?" And he said it again. Now his his vocal cords are a little different than ours, so it's not like, "I love you." And he didn't say, "Brett, I love you, Brett," but he said, "I love you, I love you, <laughs> nice, I love you, I love you, I love you." See, the problem is, and is I said, "I love you too, Nico." <laughs> I think the problem is is that, uh, Brett, are you a cat person? You ever had cats? Uh, Jesus Christ. 
you date girls and they're like, <laughs> we need to get a cat. And I know, right? Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, that's mm. happened to me in life. One, two, twice. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, I think both the cats have passed because these were many years ago. And then I dated a woman with a cat, two cats that were black. And I liked one of them and one I hated. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I've been around cats. But they, but they weren't like your pets, right? Were you? Are you a cat person? Not, not that you've had the pet thrust upon you. I don't know that there's like. Are you a pet guy, or like some people just don't have pets? They don't like having animals around, or I'm a uh, th- th- no. I've never had my own pet, and yeah, I will. What? That's crazy. I you know. had a uh, Skip or whatever his name was. Skip, uh, the dog when you were a kid that you. Yeah, got. that was a family dog. I've well, never had my oh, own counts. adult pet. Uh, but you know what it is to be around a pet that lives in your house and poops in your bed. And a cat makes it harder to travel. A dog makes it almost impossible. Mm. So, or, or yeah, it that's certainly true. creates obstacles. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, I go places. And you can't bring a cat anywhere, right? If you bring a cat somewhere, it's just like, watch me have diarrhea all of a sudden. <laughs> 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 all yeah, over the true. inside of this container that is the only place you can put me where I won't kill you while you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that so, was my I cat. Mean, now you have to clean out this container of cat diarrhea that I made for you. I wish I was big enough to kill you for trying to take me somewhere. I don't know that a single man should be uh, a cat owner. I don't either. I don't think so. I'm sorry, Pew. I'll disagree. That's fine. I mean, I don't think that a single man should have a dog. Why? Yeah, what's the reasoning behind that? Just because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> oh, that's what I thought. What's the difference? What's the, the difference, difference between is a dog, a dog versus owning a cat? Owning a dog as a single man is like, now you've got a fucking wolf pack. Yeah. Like, it's no, you the two have of a pet. you against there's, the goddamn There's no world. real difference. Yeah, but I always see a single guy with a dog out with his dog, and I go, he's up to something. He's going to get ladies. No, I just think that that guy, uh, he's living a happier life. Uh, like a single woman with a cat or cats? I just think, oh, mm-hmm. she's not being ignored enough by men. So she's choosing to be ignored by cats. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I mean, cats can go a lot of different ways. You know, you can't. I mean, a cat is like a coat. I like cats. Hear me out. A cat is like a <laughs> okay. coat. Yeah. These are two very similar words. Mm-hmm. One just adds an O. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Is that it? No. <laughs> Okay, I was hoping you had more. But lots of people can wear coats mm-hmm. and have cats. Yeah. Right? And we can't tell anything about them, male or female, by their coats or their cats. Mm-hmm. You know, by their by their ownership of coats and cats. I feel like you could look at a closet full of coats and tell if the person is a male or a female now, versus cots. looking at a closet full of cats. Now cots. <laughs> right. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I'm just saying one coat, one cat but a cot why the fuck do you have a cot i don't know but i know a man who has all three i know a man who has all three of these things coat cats and cots i got rid of the cot so don't yell at me the point that i'm trying to make (laughs) is just because of cat or coat ownership you cannot infer anything about a person by knowing they have one of these things male or female exactly uh disagree 100 percent. now uh okay let's have a debate yeah uh, no, a cat and a dog. These are creatures with generally very disparate dispositions, 
that have much greater impact on the difference in your life than coat or not coat? A dog loves you. A cat is figuring out some kind of way where it could double or triple in size so it could kill you. <laughs> and either way, that tells I'll you something. I'll disagree with that. That tells you something about the owner. Well, you have to elaborate. What does it tell you? Let's go. Well, I like I said, dogs, wolf pack. You've got, you've got a partner in crime. You've got something that's going out in the world. It's helping you uh, How is shoot, it helping kill. You? No, yeah. Alex is right. You can trust a dog. Adventures. You can trust a dog to have your back if you were against a villain. If your house was being attacked by a band of villains and you bark. had to protect your family, bite. you know that you and the dog could take it on and you'd be like, hey, dog, I got this one. The dog's like, yeah, I fucking know. I got this one over here. Likewise, is it, a dog but is, is also... This, this is dependent on species, though. Yeah, it absolutely is. Some dogs are just cats that look like dogs. Yeah. Yes. There are dogs... Still tells you something. I used to tutor, and I'd go to people's houses. And I wanted... It would have cost me money, but so many times I wanted to be like, your dog is useless and stupid. Oh, there are useless dogs. It's, it looks like a lamb, and it's the size of a, a kitten. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but mm. I kind of like those dogs. dogs bark. Why have you? Why are you supporting men's meddling in nature to this degree, where you have a kitten-sized lamb that you call a dog? It's un. What is this? The fucking island of Doctor Moreau? Or yeah, pugs. Have you seen a pug? Those are fucking useless. Pretty well, useless. they are useless dogs. They can't even fuck. They, they have to. People have to they put two of them together. I think they can. Otherwise, they wouldn't exist. People have to get two pugs together and do like this accordion kind oh. of move to get them to fuck. Um, That's called third-party dog rape. But our friend filmmaker Roman Polanski has a pug, and mm -hmm. it's very sweet. I've met so many sweet little Chihuahuas too. Yeah, but what? But and everyone hates Chihuahuas. But all the the, the what Alex is laying out here is thrown away by these the existence of these dogs, which at this point. Uh, is fairly common compared to owning things like Dobermans or Rottweilers or even Labs. Certainly, certainly. But if we look at the, if we're looking at trends and forces, right? Because we just, just like with people, you can say broad things about the Jews this or the blacks that. Go ahead, but elaborate. You, you take any individual <laughs> Jew or black, and you have to take them as an individual human being. It's a, it's a fundamental precept of being a good person. So too you do if they're say, black, but let's just let's just parse that out a little bit. If they're black, you do. If they're white, you do. Do you have to do not, that if they're Jewish? I think the the Jewish are going to enforce that on you through their schemes and their shape shifting. The Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget their space lasers. Space uh, lasers. Yeah, I agree that like a dog can be a very useful animal. Like if uh, you know, if I had a ranch, uh, I would like to have a dog that was like a, an intelligent dog that. Uh, you you know, I hate dogs because they're very um, needy. Okay, did like you hear that statement? I hate dogs is what he said. He did. Yeah, but I have something but else mainly to say. The ones that are needy and loud and barky mm -hmm. and don't serve any like useful purpose. Like I, I would like to have a dog if I had like a ranch and had space to roam and run and you know you could use it maybe to hunt with or something. I don't know. But like my main issue with dogs is that they require so much work and they're big and they poop everywhere. And you have to like, like they're they're more maintenance in my opinion. Now I only had dogs when I was a child, and that's just what I remember. But I was out in the country, and to me, I like cats because they're uh, they're easy to take care of. And um, I don't know, I mean, just, you took care of my dog, I right? Them. 
Yes, your dog, Kitty, was um, one of the best dog examples I've ever seen. Pretty easy to take care of, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, there's that. But you still had to, like, go outdoors all the time and make sure she didn't just run off. Here's another thing. very frustrating. Another thing that throws a wrench in this whole thing. The farm cat. Oh, love an outdoor cat. A farm cat. Can't do better than an outdoor cat. Last year, I was up on not even a farm, but just, like, this big outdoor space in northern New Hampshire. There were cats patrolling the grounds. Yeah. Yeah. We just went to a place in Asheville, a farm. With a beautiful farm cat. Two farm cats. Yeah. A fat one and a less fat one. The less fat one was very sweet yeah. and patrolled the farm. Yeah, because they're out there. They're hunting. They're killing. They're vicious. Killing mice. Yeah, they're but just with killing people, everything. They, fucking, they always love people, right? Like, as soon as you go outside and you see the farm cat, you're like, oh, hey, farm cat. And it just walks up and it purrs and it does all the things you want a cat to do. But then it fucks off and it goes and chases farm mice. Yeah, and then presents them to you, sometimes decapitated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You're like, It'll wow. its head right off. You're violent on my behalf. I love it. Right. Get <laughs> you fish and birds, too, if you let them. So if you, uh, oh, yeah. well, with Puke's cat, I have to say, this cat is much, it's a very hateful cat. It hates most people, it, and it hates most pets. But there is no amount of petting that I can give this cat that uh, it won't tolerate. Mm-hmm. That's a good now, place to be. After after years. Yeah, it only took <laughs> 11 years to get there. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. there we go. I've got him I've got him warming up to me, which hopefully uh, warms Puke's heart too because definitely uh last year when I was hanging out, I just instantly evoked all of Nico's spite with my assuming he was one of those cats where he just wants to be petted a lot. I'd go up and try to pet him a lot and he'd swipe at me and he'd meow at me and he'd bite at me. And Puke said something in effect of, "Yeah, cuz you're trying to fucking pet him too hard." And I said, "Oh, no." Right, <laughs> and so now I've been very yeah. gentle. I've been approaching him slowly. I've been letting him smell my fingers, and then just a little bit here and there, trying to pet his little head just a little bit, and he's starting to let me do it. I'll pick him up. Whatever, I pick well, him I up and carry him around. That. I won't dare do that. Well, I've known him a little longer, and I'll pick him up and I'll say, "Nico, it's okay. Nico, it's okay." Yeah. This cat yeah. gets well, a lot of does, attention. He, he doesn't like being picked up by me either very much like some cats just don't care for that i will my... pick him up carry him a little ways and put him down on the couch where he likes to be and i say look where i brought you nico to the place you like yeah as long as i'm walking towards my room with him he's totally content being carried mm-hmm. really? but if i'm walking away from my room he is not happy being carried and he does this thing so if uh if i go in my room and close the door the cat's very upset because okay. he's not in my room if he's outside the room and I'm in my room, he is as unhappy as he will ever be. So I yeah. open the door, and as soon as I open the door a crack, he bolts into my room at full speed. Like, if I just go into my room to grab something and walk back out, he is there trying to take advantage of that small window of opportunity when that door is opening and closing to bolt into my room. Then I have to go chase yeah. him and pick him up <laughs> and carry him out of my room and close the door behind me. However, if there's somebody in my room with me, he's outside the door meowing. I open the door. I go, all right, come in. And he looks inside and he sees it's not just me. Yeah. And he walks in like half a cat length in, looks around, and then just stays in the door threshold. And he won't go any further and he won't leave. But if I close the door, he'll meow again. If I bring him in the room and close the door, he'll meow again. He just wants to stand in the door frame. (laughs) He just, yeah, I don't know. I, I find that hilarious. That's one of the charming things I find about cats is their weird personality quirks. 
I do like how I, I can spend an hour and a half petting him, and then as soon as someone else walks over and pets him, he bites him. I, yeah, I don't know why he is uh, afraid of strangers. He's not afraid. He's always been that way. He's not afraid. Yeah. Well, what other, what, what else, how else would you describe it? He doesn't I mean, like them. He just doesn't it's an like animosity. them. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, a I hatred. I don't know if it's animosity. It's, a, it's like, it's a defense tactic. Like, I think he was abused some before he became my cat because I got him when he was like a year, year and a half old. Mm. That's, that's the only thing I can um, uh, imagine is the reason but also i mean it's just like that's it's one of the fun things about pets is that you just don't know i mean i wonder if kids are the same way you you fuck out a kid into the what world are you doing? and then you're like oh my. are you a doctor <laughs> <laughs> and uh then you raise them and they turn out to be a serial killer or not you know it's that it's that roll of the dice those are the two options <laughs> again it's all but, in uh, your touch yeah well i appreciate <laughs> you guys touch. I appreciate you guys looking after my cat, but I, uh, I'm definitely, uh, I'm, I am getting tired of being out here in California. It's been since Said November. Everybody. So that four months? <laughs> yeah. So here's, here's another topic. So, uh, I'm in the, the new workplace now, which is like, so for those that don't know, I was in a small facility in Fremont, California, and we moved it down here to a larger facility to integrate it, um, with this other part of the business. And now I have many, you know, coworkers. Like, I went from a place that had like three coworkers to sixty, um, and then almost every single one of them, whenever they're like, "Oh, you moving here?" and I say, "No, I'm from Pennsylvania, and I'll be going back soon." They're like, "Oh, you're not moving here? Why don't you want to move here? Wouldn't it be great if you moved here?" <laughs> and I don't know how. Like, I usually respond with, uh, "Fuck no, you're insane." <laughs> I try to diplomatically, diplomatically, dip, is that the right word? Yeah. Diplomatically uh, say, no, I could never live here because I kind of hate this place. And I don't know, how would you guys respond if you were working in California and like everybody's like, why don't you move here? I feel Isn't like this you, a great place? Look at the weather. If you live and work in California, you know that it's the, like, you know, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. I don't think they do. Some of them don't. don't. That's uh, California is a place of Hollywood and dreams yet to be broken along the yeah. boulevard, I mean, and so many people are still trying to delude themselves. Yeah, and the, or yeah, that like they don't a, know anything else. That's true. I th- I think like that was one of the other observations I made. So you know, I mean, there's some people that I talk to, and they're like, "Oh yeah, taxes are crazy," but you know. Oh, I got a job here and the weather's nice. And then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I would never live in L.A. That's the, that's the worst. So they live like way the fuck out and wherever um, in the desert or some shit or like down here in Irvine. And to me, this is still part of L.A. It's still this giant concrete mm-hmm. jungle. Yeah, It's not as bad as, you know, the I don't know, whatever you call it, the valley. I don't know the terminology or where that boundary is. But, um, you know, I, I just I feel bad because I don't want to. I don't want to seem like a dick, you know, to be like, I'm never going to move here because this is a terrible place and you're stupid for living here yourself. That seems a little. <laughs> what if you could do the little... best of both? What if you could be like, yeah, I'll work there um, from December 1st to fucking March 1st every year <laughs> for doubling my pay? Yeah. 
I have mentioned that I like usually the way I say it is like it would be, that'd be financially pretty sweet. devastating to to work here or to live here. But that's and the they thing. Under, they seem to understand that. Your expenses would be Pennsylvania expenses. Well, maybe I would bet that uh California might be the kind of place where they say, "Hey, do you work here for 3 months? Fuck you, pay me." Yeah. I I I've actually wondered that cuz um I was working on the government tax paperwork here recently and uh I don't know. I'm definitely not answering that question. Yeah. Because I'm sure that me working here counts as, like, uh, California wants my money. Um, I don't know how that works. But, but yeah, I mean, this, this would be, like, if you could have a job where you didn't have to pay California taxes, but you came out here to Irvine during the, the winter. Although I kind of like some of the winter in Pittsburgh. Um. Or even New Hampshire to some extent because it's very pretty and I like the the change in seasons. New Hampshire winter is yeah. way better, just because it's prettier. It's way yeah. more expensive though. So now we're starting yeah. to get to New Hampshire winters like California all the time. I must have spent seven thousand dollars on snow plowing, shoveling, and salting this winter in Pittsburgh. Oh man, what? No. That's probably about what I spent. What? Yeah, because you have like fifteen properties or some shit though. Yeah, pretty much just taking care of two. Oh, geez. Uh, but you guys were saying, like, most people don't know how bad it is. And I wonder if that's true. Um, being out here, you know, watching all these people walk around, like, there's a lot of people now with that fucking double mask because they just, yeah. uh, oh, the CDC said so. Um, but I can't help but wonder if, if they're like a Stockholm syndrome. Everywhere that I go, you guys have seen it, obviously, the warning labels on, on stuff that says known to cause cancer in the state of California. Oh, yeah, everything. Being out here in California, everything has some sort of fucking warning label on it. It's like no bromides. This, this, you know, our food isn't made with this, that, and the other. And it sounds like you know, it's a dangerous place. Yeah, but I, I mean, imagine it. Imagine if you live out here and you're just constantly bombarded by all of this negative fear-mongering about the, the food and the water and the, the air and the oil and the COVID. Yeah, it's it's turning everybody into a hysterical mom. So what's the basic root desire with with all of this stuff? Like what's behind it? If we had to if we had to come up with one explanation, one motivating force behind that entire kind of culture, what strategy would strategy of tension? Well fear? For what purpose? For the purpose of control. control. It, yeah. it feels good to be a victim. Well, how much more can the government do? In California, a lot more than uh, Wyoming. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Is is that's what it, I think? That's the the foundation of it. Is how much more do we need the government to do, or else we're you know helpless and fucked. I don't know. I think about long term. Like, I'm sorry, real quick. Massachusetts is the same way. You go over the border from yeah. New Hampshire to Massachusetts, and it's entirely. You know, it's not just restrictive, but it's also like be careful of everything. They take the things off the gas, the the little clicker that locks in mm, the gas as yeah, you pump it. Geez. They take them off in Massachusetts. Yep. It's dangerous. Yeah. There could be a fire. <laughs> I yeah, went. but I don't like what what. Well, what do you think the reasoning is? I mean, what what? Because at a certain point, which a lot of people have been driven to this point where they realize how stupid it is and they need to get out of this state and it's going downhill. But I think, I don't know, they're just, it's a homogenous, it's like a politically homogenous mindset, it seems. But is there going to be a point where it gets so bad that everything starts to 
really fall apart, meaning like property values decrease. Yeah. And at some point in the distant future, California becomes this haven of like cheap living, cheap property, and great weather that people can go out to and start to build a life away from whatever oppressive bullshit that all the Californians moved out to go incorporate. It doesn't go that far. It doesn't? Because the supply, because as you like, you can build up that demand to leave through all of the policies that are going on there. But at a certain point, like once the pressure valve gets taken off by people actually leaving because it's too much, it's going to pick up at a pretty high spot. Like, so it'll stabilize. Yeah, because people, because why, why is California like that? In large part because of the weather and because it has a lot of economic resources. Um, a lot of them, like, because of the people who live there, but even just naturally. So they've got a shitload of coastline. How so, valuable are cherries, really? Almonds, like all of the almonds in the United States, a lot of the avocados, like there's a lot of shit that comes from California besides culture and uh, the high taxes. But, My workplace uh, has an avocado tree in the parking lot. That's hilarious. Do you eat the avocados off of it? I have. Uh, they have. Like the, the people harvest them. I, I was told there's no avocados right now, I guess, which is a bummer because I would love to just go out and pick an avocado. But yeah, I mean, stuff like that attracts people. It, I guess it depends on... You know, it's like your cat-dog debate. Certain people, like, all they care about is the 24-7, 365 a year. You know, there's extra there's extra days out here. Um, they can go outside, and it's, like, sunny and warm. What about Florida? And that's all they care about. Florida gets hot, and Florida gets hurricanes. Oh, yeah. Florida has alligators. Earthquakes. Bugs, everything trying to kill you. Yeah, Florida is definitely not as good, I think. And, and, and Florida is humid. Yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess if I don't know, everybody has their own tolerance level, and it it depends on what they can stand. And I guess you know, if you're lucky enough to be in an industry where you're not getting completely fucked over the last year, then you you're just like, eh, whatever. I guess this will blow over. Yeah, the taxes keep going up. Yeah, my house cost fifty fucking thousand percent more than than it would in Kentucky. But they just, I don't know. It's its bizarre to me. It's weird just to, like, like when I was up there in uh, Fremont and stuff and outside of Oakland, I would just drive by these encampments of hobo, homeless people. And it's just so bizarre because I think they're just used to it. They're just like, yeah, this is the way it is. We See, just have, like, a third world country here in this little tiny underpass. When I was out there, you pointed those out. And if I focused on them, I would be just fucking appalled and disgusted. But it was yeah. easy for me to just ignore. Yeah, it is. Because then you go to Sausalito and there's yeah. insane wealth. And you're like, oh, this is this is just, you just live here. I yeah, guess. you're like walking around and you're going, Jesus Christ, Larry David is like a poor person in this neighborhood. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. So two things. One mm. is uh, you mentioned your mortgage earlier. What's yeah. the update on your house? Because you and I had a phone call earlier about this. Uh, so my house is, uh, they did the inspection and who did Ugh. More well, the, the buyers, uh, hired a person to inspect. So it's under contract the house. Yeah. Is that what it's called under contract? Yes. Um, so it's under contract and, um, I'm like, which is pretty good. So I, I basically am well over what I paid for the house. They're going to buy the house for. Although there's this seller's assist shit, which kind of takes like six or seven or ten or whatever the fuck 
a few thousand dollars off the top, but it it's still more than what I paid for it, which is pretty good, I think, having only lived there for a year. And in the end, honestly, you're you're you kind of live for free for a year. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, I found out uh, I was listening to a podcast somewhere, and they were talking about. Um, short-term capital gains on house sales, mm. um, those can be negated if you had to move due to uh, like a, a life event, i.e. you lose your job. So I lost my job. I was unemployed for two months. I sold my house and moved to a different area and got a new job. So hopefully I can deduct that from having to pay short-term capital gains. Obviously, Did- I'll need to contact like an actual CPA to talk about that, but... I got a guy. That's good. Just to be you got a guy. Super Is it my technical? brother? Because uh because I love this finance stuff. Um Andrew, you might know this. Does the capital gains get triggered when you're in contract or when the sale is finalized? When the sale is finalized. Okay. Well, when you might be over a year at that point, Pete. Oh, yeah, he's well over a year already. I'm oh. over a year. I'm not over 2 years. The yeah, 2 years is, is the capital gains. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Um but anyway, so now I've uh the buyer has had the house inspected and I thought well, I had this house inspected a year ago, and there was no real major issues, and nothing's really changed. It's all bullshit. It's all fake. What is? Inspections. Yeah, because they found all kinds of shit, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, little nitpicky stuff here and there, nothing major, which is good, but now I have to negotiate with them to be like, okay, uh, you want this inspected and that fixed and this done. Well, I'm already giving you uh, seller's assist, so maybe I'm willing to do this, that, or the other. And then you got me in contact with a contractor guy who's like, well, the fixes you make might not be good enough for what they think they're getting, and then they might back out or some shit after that or nitpick it, right, further. Um, so he's like, well, just give them a discount on the price. And it's like, okay, well, that seems like a cool idea because then I, because I'm not there, I can't do anything. I'd have to hire somebody to do all this work. And that's a good idea is to just like, be like, okay, you want this work done? Well, what if I just take money off the top and then you can do it yourself? Well, and that's the, the thing the too, degree that you want. Like I'm trying to envision the scenario of the buyer, right? The buyer is the customer. Yeah. You're trying to be a seller. You are a seller. You're trying to make a sale to the customer. What does the customer want? What position is the customer in? All I know about this customer is they're getting an FHA mortgage, which means 97% of the value of the house they're getting a mortgage for. So that tells me they're not sitting on a lot of cash to put down a down payment because they're willing to incur arguably a higher interest rate and PMI, private mortgage insurance, because they don't have 20% equity in the house. And they ask for seller assist, which means like you, when you close on the house, you're you weren't sitting on a bunch of money that you could bring to the closing table, so you need to help yeah. just coming up with that money, that three percent down in their case, and even less in your case. To oh, there's a six, six what percent seller's assist, right? Right. Oh. But I'm saying to close on the house, if their mortgage is a ninety-seven percent mortgage, they need three okay. percent cash at closing plus closing oh, costs and all that. So okay. that's why you have the seller assist to make up for that, which tells me they have no money. They might yes. have an income. They might be able to service the debt, but they have no cash to come to you and close. So because of that, my thought is, okay, if you just offer them a little bit of cash back at closing, that'll probably solve a lot of problems. But that's sort of profiling the, the customer, profiling the buyer. Yeah. And I think you're in a good position to do that. And it's easy to understand that based on 
some of the major factors of this entire transaction. Yeah. So that was my yeah, conclusion. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me. We'll see what the realtors come back with because, yeah, these people might be so strapped for cash that they're like, no, we can't afford any work to be done that we pay for. You have to pay for all of it. And it's like, okay, well, I don't know. It's it's thankfully not a lot of work, it seems like. And, uh, you know, part of my negotiation after talking to the realtor was like, okay, they want like six things done. Well, I'll do three of them, you know. Yeah, and that's just kind of standard stuff. Like a home inspector, there's no home inspector who's going to walk in and not find stuff because anybody yeah, who pays that is, home inspector is going to feel gypped. Right, because this is basically like a bargaining chip yep, for the house sale. Yeah. Did you get a quote on like how much the work would be? No, I did not. But none of it's not significant. A, like Pew could have done all this himself if he were here and if he wanted to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's nothing. It's It's some really minor stuff and like one of the a couple of the things that is like the most difficult is just scheduling the utility companies to come out and inspect like the gas meter so it's like okay but either way overall you're in a pretty you're in pretty good shape it sounds like your house is going to close i mean i'm pretty confident it's going to happen and now just a couple details until you're done so that's great congratulations and you got all this money to put into bitcoin while it's in a dip (laughs) yeah, <laughs> uh, it'll probably be back up to like six figures by the time the house sale is done. Oh, Jesus, yeah, three months from now. <laughs> so the other question I had, um, I really wanted to ask this before the show, but I totally forgot. Oh, during the break, um, do we have anything we haven't promo? What, what did we promo last week? Puke. Last week was uh, the Discomfort Zone season three, episode five. Five. I don't- no, season. <laughs> we four, haven't done that yet. I'm really curious four. as to what. Oh, three. Uh, never mind. Season four, episode three. That's what we there promoted we last week. Yeah. So yeah. we don't have an episode four yet. We do not have an episode four yet. Oh shit! So what do you want to promo this week? Oh fuck! I don't know. Did what? Did I promo my last uh, solo show? I, I don't know if I did that. Yeah, I might throw that in there. Perfect. Uh, yeah, fuck it. I'll just throw that in there. My last show from uh, Fremont, California. I haven't done a solo show down here in Irvine yet because I've only been here a week, actually. It feels like a lot longer because this last week has been a lot of work. You know, if I'm ever sitting there on a couch no, watching watching television yeah. and there's other people around me and they notice me that I'm falling asleep and they call yeah. me out on it, rather than admit to it, I'm going to say, leave me alone. I'm Irvin because that's what my grandpa Irv does. <laughs> Okay, let's go to break. Irvin. All right. We'll be right back. It was great. One day, I I came up to the intersection that I've been driving through every day for work, and I have to turn right, and it's next to like a UPS store, a little shopping center, and the light turns green, and I turn right, and as I'm turning right, there's a guy just like slowly pulling out of it's it's two lanes and he's just pulling right out of that ups store and he can't turn left right there's a there's a big median so he has to turn right and as he's pulling out i'm just creeping up on him at like 20 miles an hour to see if he's gonna go and like as he's about halfway to the intersection is when he decides to look left into oncoming traffic (laughs) and he's he's like he he does one of those i wish i'd had a fucking 
uh, dash cam for this. He gives one of those like, you know, he's like, oh, I'm pulling out, gonna look left and I'm gonna keep driving. And he did the double take where he like kind of looks left and then goes, Whoa! and I can see it right on his face. Just a big old, like I scared the shit out of him. I'll tell you, I think I'm getting mm-hmm. old, having a lot of pain that in a happens. lot of places. Normally, I would just be like, oh, pretend it doesn't exist and it goes away. Let's start with your pain. In five, four, three. Ow, my ankle. Oh, oh what's no, wrong, what Andrew? I don't know. That's the problem. <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's no event that took place that I would go, ah, that's why my ankle hurts. It just hurts. All right. Like, I'm just walking around the house going, ow, 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 ow. During the break, you said you were having lots of pains and you're worried it's about aging. Well, I'm assuming it's related to aging because normally in the past, I would just be like, oh, I have pain. Fuck you. Don't be a pussy. Just pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> and then it goes away. Right. Or I forget about it. Being older makes you more of a pussy? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm older than you. I have pain. Uh, I had pain this morning and kind of went away. Oh, good. Yeah, I had like a sciatic. Did you pretend it didn't exist? Uh, I just kind of went about my day. You pretended it didn't exist. Well, uh, now I kind of know, like, oh, this it, pain is this. It's caused by this, and then you do this. Oh, see, I, I just, I just go, where'd that pain from come from? I don't care. Well, I know where all my pains came from. I got pain in my elbow. Comes from uh, medial epicondylitis, also uh, called golfer's elbow. I had some weird thing in my hip that I think was bursitis. That went away. Mm-hmm. And then I got my sciatic nerve problem. Those are my three problems. Well, I don't know what's happening with my ankle. I can only say that it's probably related to racquetball, but I don't recall any event that happened that would cause an ankle problem. But there it is. And I'm, I think I should just pretend it's fine. Is, is it burning? No, it's like a joint pain. But the other problem yeah, yeah. is I have a pain in my wrist. And for those of you who don't know, the wrist is like the ankle of the arm. <laughs> And I don't know where this yeah. came from either, but it's been there for weeks now at this point. And for a while, I was pretending it wasn't there, but it's still there. Okay. And uh, I had a shoulder pain weeks ago, and I went, well, that'll probably go away in a day or so. And it, it hasn't. You got to get some topicals. No. Because if I start getting like topicals, stress. then I'm going to start needing topicals. No, because I have topicals, and I don't need topicals. And I get pain, and I go, well, I should put on a topical. And then you know what? I don't. And And then? And then it hurts a little while longer, and I go, fucking whatever. Right. So isn't that the case for not needing topicals? Well, it's nice to have topicals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't – I used to use the Bengay when I was in the Army thinking that, uh, you know, the joint pain, would it would help. And I don't know. I haven't used it in, like, fucking 15 years since, and it's like, this shit goes away. I don't know that anybody under the age of, like, 35 should use Bengay. I'm over that age. Well, maybe I'm you not. haven't worked hard enough. Oh, I've worked hard enough. <laughs> is, the, um, is the potential of a behavioral solution appealing to you? Um, if that behavioral solution consists mainly of ignorance. <laughs> That's what I figured. <laughs> Just wanted your wrist to problem double is, check. What's your behavioral yeah, you probably solution? Probably have a repetitive stress wrist injury. The, well, the behavioral solution is to start learning more about how to pay attention to his body and a little bit of biomechanics. No, no, no. Because the more I pay attention to my body, the more things hurt. Okay? <sighs> like yesterday, Brett and I are playing racquetball, and occasionally I'd have to reach straight up and hit the ball and like kind of jump. 
and move my arm and, and get up a little bit position. on the balls of your feet. That's no, it was like putting it, your ankle in a high load and precarious situation. This wasn't the ankle problem because I would do this and I would go, oh, yeah, I have a shoulder problem. Were you up on the balls of your feet? No, I was in the air jumping. Did you land on the balls of your feet? I landed and it didn't matter where I landed because my shoulder hurt. It didn't matter at the time, but this is how biomechanics turns into pain or lack of pain. Yeah, well, this is how I lose more games than I win at racquetball, too. If I start thinking about biomechanics, you when lose, I should just be thinking about hit that ball. How many games do you not lose or win because you couldn't play them? You lose 100% of the games you don't play because your ankle's broken. Brett, have I ever not played a game because of how I felt? No, that rule doesn't apply to Andrew. It doesn't apply to Andrew thus far. So far I can imagine right? bringing him in there in a wheelchair. Let's project ourselves <laughs> into the future before Andrew dies in the next two to three years. But <laughs> after this moment today, there could very well be a time along that path where he can't play racquetball because his ankle's broken. Um, if he doesn't learn a little bit about pie mechanics and paying attention to his body. <laughs> I don't think his ankle is going to break. I, I think he's just going to get increasingly more pain mm -hmm. um, until his mind breaks. I can deal with it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Which is the mental solution. Just uh, fight your way through the pain. As Weird. long as I keep winning. But here's what happened. So yesterday, started playing racquetball going, ooh, my shoulder hurts. I need to take it easy on my shoulder. But I don't want to like change the way I play, play racquetball just because my shoulder hurts. That's not a reason to interfere with my game. So Brett and I start playing racquetball and I score a point. And I score another point and another point. Next thing you know, it's eight nothing, right? Doing pretty good in a game to 11. It's eight to zero. I'm feeling pretty fucking good. And then I do a jump, reach, hit, and I go, ow, my shoulder. I should be careful not to do that anymore. And then every hit from there on out, I thought, how is this going to affect my shoulder? The next thing you know, I lose 11 to eight. <laughs> I scored 11 unanswered points. Yeah. 11. My conclusion? Not worth it. Because I was like, fuck my body. Yeah. But, <laughs> but fuck my body. That's uh, usually how I feel. And that's how I consistently um, win at a level, at a ratio that's adequate enough for me to feel good about but it. But then you lose that one game with 11 unanswered points because of it. Because I, I didn't Is that say shame? fuck my body. Does that shame mean nothing to you? The shame? No, it means everything to me, which is why I think I should go back to ignoring Ignoring until you consistently are losing all these games because your shoulder doesn't work because there's no position. If you play the game of ignoring your pain and running away from it, at some point, the pain will win. No, not leaning into it is running away from it. So choosing to not swing those type of movements that hurt my shoulder, that's running away from the pain. Leaning into it is going, fuck it. I don't have pain. All that matters is winning. That's running away from it. Saying I, I don't have Lots it? of directions. Uh, it's running, maybe running into it instead of uh, yeah, sashaying like to the side yeah. of it. Leaning the, where's your pain? Let's lean into the pain. I'll uh, show you how to do it. Ankle, wrist, and shoulder when I raise my arm in this position. Okay. Top of your shoulder, back of your shoulder, what part of the shoulder? The arm part of the shoulder. Right okay. there. <laughs> oh, yeah, we all have that. So leaning into the pain would be... Uh, Masturbation. Pressing a, no. a kettlebell, 50-pound kettlebell over your head. On, yeah. the hurt, on the hurt wrist. Should I do that? In the hurt oh, shoulder. It is the hurt wrist. And the oh, hurt fuck. Then you stand on the hurt foot. <laughs> all the right side. That's leaning into the pain. It's all right. <clears throat> I got that very same arm injury from masturbation, actually. <laughs> Which, wait. 
Okay. It Who put, were you it, masturbating? It kept me up for a whole night, <laughs> and it put me in a sling for a day or two, and then it ruined my workouts for like six months. You I went in a sling because you masturbated? <laughs> yeah. I think I might be one uh, of two to three people. I don't know. It was a temporary <laughs> sling, and my parents don't take pictures of me. We can unpack that later. I I used to it's have a you're masturbating until you hurt yourself. <laughs> I used to do this. They don't want to commemorate stuff. that. They could have. Well, I didn't tell them about the masturbation part. They could have just said, "Oh, we're taking care of our son. Let's take a picture to remember that." <laughs> yeah, I used to do these CrossFit workouts, and the one time I did one, and I like Andrew, it felt pretty much fine at the time. Maybe just a little bit like. Thanks, Alex. I like Andrew too. Yeah. <laughs> don't we all? We, yeah, so we did a workout, felt fine. This is before I knew a little bit about biomechanics and working out. And then I went home and, you know, just a normal Friday night, getting ready to leave for Florida in the morning. You you smoke a little weed and you jerk a bit off. And I started feeling the pain come on, but I needed to come before I could let go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Leaned into the pain. I get this. I leaned into it. Like, are you ever... You know, doing something with a woman, and you're like, "Oh, there's a part of me that's uncomfortable because of this position or something." There right? can be, um... but you power through. I've had the tongue. The tongue has come up for me most recently. It just it gets tired. Yeah, and it's a hard thing. How do you work out? A t- how do you prep uh, your tongue? To you don't. You be... just keep going. You just pretend it's not a problem. Yeah, until it physically won't move. <laughs> a lot of popsicles. Do you, <laughs> do you ever get to where it physically won't move? I haven't yet, but uh, when that day comes, it'll be quite the experience for everybody. <laughs> I'll look Andrew in the eye. What? Say, Why am I there? Uh, <laughs> just because uh, we're pushing your comfort zone. We're making you lean into the pain of watching me engage in sexual congress. Okay. While pooping. <laughs> with a, a morning going, boner. There's a lot going on here. Just yeah. all imagine all the discomforts uh, between you I and am. your sexuality involving me in the scenario and we're going to lay those things out because to here today you have committed to leaning into the pain no i'm pretending it doesn't exist so i will pretend your dick doesn't exist for now <laughs> you can't do that forever <laughs> oh, do it as long as i can this sounds like the worst porno i've ever seen well, oh wait well describe it direct it no direct it all right so the ladies <laughs> thank you on the hood of a car Yes. And? But it's not a comfortable car. It's Ugh. an 80s car, so there's a lot of sharp corners. Ooh. Pop-ups. Yeah, pop-up headlights. <laughs> That's where the legs go. And Andrew's in the driver's seat. Alex is out front. <laughs> nice. I want a 360 drone shot, so we see everything all at once. Yeah, let's see Alex's like butt. A, like a John Woo film. <laughs> it's getting better, day by day. <laughs> Somehow we'll get lens flares into the pop-up headlights. To really add the ambiance of action. But then where will the pathos be? Andrew slowly starts to rev the engine more and more as he gets into it. Yeah, mm. as I as I stretch okay. and lean yeah. into the boner. You know. Yeah. You know how like so when you're, gotta... you're feeling good, your legs are just outstretched, like your whole body kind of stretches and, and you, you curl your toes uh, back. Yeah, when you yeah. curl your toes, the engine's revving because your toes are on the pedal. Sure. Nice. Well and then for the Yes, oh well, geez, the, sorry. For, for, yeah, because we got to get to the final. Will be he pops the clutch and kills Alex and the lady. Nice, yeah. The wipers start going, yeah. all sorts of things. Well, the car takes off, and then it turns into like a scene from a car movie. It rolls down into a lake, <laughs> like Thelma and Louise. You just go off a cliff. Fiend. Nice, nicely done. What do we call it? That's the only thing we need. 
Alex's butthole. <laughs> well, that doesn't we need the car in there? There's got to be some sort of car related uh, auto erotica. Ah. Carnage. Oh. <laughs> Carnage. Carnage. Oh, that's good too. I do like auto erotica as well. That's a uh, carnal. Carnal. Yeah, with yeah. a hyphen. <laughs> I saw the most beautiful NSX last week. New or old? That is a car you have sex on the hood of, and you got the pop-ups, the yeah. low-slung hood. Oh, it's got everything. Yeah, it was the old '90s, Alex. Nice. It was not a not a, not the new one, uh, and it was like a teal color. Ooh. Ooh, I have pictures coming soon. I can share. It was gorgeous. So, mm. yesterday, a couple of things happened. One, the major thing for the day is we had an ordeal. I had a big day yesterday. And I got up. I wanted to get up early and get to work. So, <laughs> on a Saturday, yeah, that's the day that I can kind of catch up on things. Mm-hmm. So I got up and I went. You know, there's something that is hard to quantify, but I just know the level to which it grosses me out is very significant. Bath mats. I can't think of many more disgusting things in the world than a bath mat. Really? Hmm. Think about it. Every poo particle. Have you seen a sewer? Every poo particle is in the presence yeah. of the bath mat, right? Uh-huh. The bath oh, mat true. is not a, uh, a poo particle defense surface. It's an absorbent surface. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the poo sponge yeah, of the bathroom. it's a poo sponge. On top of that, you get out of the shower and you stand on this thing and it just soaks up like body water and <laughs> specifically foot water. Like, whatever's on your feet. When you come out of the shower, what's on your feet? Fucking. Hopefully nothing. It shouldn't be Ball anything. hair clippings. Jizz. All the filth that you washed off your body. Why would there be jizz in a bathroom? You're taking a uh, shower is wrong. <laughs> what, what, where's the best place to jizz? In the shower. No. Well, here, nowhere. There's nowhere to jizz here. There's nowhere to jizz. There's nowhere warm enough to jizz in this house. What? This house oh, is so wow. warm. Thanks, Have Brett. Have you tried the oven? <laughs> Andrew's the only one who is allowed to go in there. So, um, you know, the thought I had the other day is the, the showers are really bad for getting the butt because you're standing there and it's like the worst that your your butthole is the really worst, your like, only chance though. <laughs> it needs to be clean, but the way that the body is formed, is it's trick. hard to get that part clean. You cup your hand so the water comes out of the shower head and splashes off your hand and then goes up the butt. Like up, you know. What? Yeah. yeah, you don't. You don't bounces. actually do this. You got to get the bounce. You got to use the physics. That's You've what the handle. The handle thing is for. You got to get the shower head that mm-hmm. has the hose handle. Oh yeah, you can disconnect that's, that's it. That's really good for cleaning. Yep. But, well, everybody knows about the backwards angel butt spread, right? Uh, explain. It's where you uh, you have your butt facing the shower head. You step at an angle where the water is hitting roughly your butt area. You lean forward a little bit. You curl your butt up with kind of making your tailbone stick up in the air. And then you put your arm behind you. <laughs> right arm goes into the crack just a little bit on the right cheek. Left arm goes into the crack just a little bit on the left cheek. Arms? Your arms or with hands? the hands at the end. I know hands are at the end of the arms. But... <laughs> the, w- the things that have the hands at the end, you put those things at the end that are called hands into the butt crack just ever so gently back arched but pointing as up as you can get it and you just pull apart and then yeah. you look down in between your legs and you see the brown water start to rush down. <laughs> what why is our breath jesus 
Because you got is... poop in there. Why are we washing our butts if we don't have poop in there? I, there shouldn't be so much that there's evidence of it, like visible yeah. evidence. Uh, sometimes there is. In a man's life, he's got poop in his butt, and sometimes he decides, rather than making a special trip to the bathroom to wipe it up, he just makes lets it ride. Spe- oh. he, makes, he lets it ride because he's taking a shower in 20 minutes after his workout, alone in his room. Uh- and so he waits until then. It saves toilet paper. Wait, you're working out in your room with a poopy butt? Yeah. What? Because I'm going to take a shower in 20 minutes. Oh, my God. I don't want to waste the toilet paper. I don't want to waste the toilet water. I don't want to turn the lights on in the bathroom. All of these things I know bother Andrew. I'm trying to be a good guest here. There are uh, many things I will not do with a poopy butt, but there are some that top the list. One is involve any other people. Two is involve a bunch of motions that I wouldn't be doing uh, in a more sedentary manner. Like, uh, like, I there's there's nothing I would do with a poopy, poopy butt that I wouldn't just go and take care of that poopy butt first before I did the thing. Take a shower? Yeah, I will shower to eliminate the poopy butt. Well, that's what I'm saying. You don't take care of the poopy but you're, butt before But you're shower. working out. Yes. Well, right. But you're working out. Before you shower. I'm not going to take a shower before I do a morning workout. That happens. I will. An hour in between me waking up and me doing the workout. I mean, if there's that much fecal matter in your ass, cheeks. I feel like that warrants a shower at any point in time. This is like a fucking elementary school health class. (laughs) How have people not figured out how to not have shitty butts? Yeah. I don't know. Nobody ever taught me. This is what I'm saying. This is why God invented baby wipes, but Andrew didn't buy them. What? Yeah, baby wipes. I'm not a fucking baby. Yeah, but you are a person who has a poopy butt. No, I don't. Sometimes. Almost never. When you do, there's two options. There's three options in my view. When take I do, shower. I focus on one thing. Eliminate the poopy butt. And Nothing else shower, before that. You can wipe with toilet paper and risk uh, scraping your butthole in a way that blood comes out. It's not, not, not pleasant. <laughs> or you can have you baby wipes. You go to a class. <laughs> <laughs> the health class was, did, not, did not teach. Probably. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't. They showed us a bunch of videos yeah. of uh, stuff to do with orgasms, and then they just let us ride free on the butt wiping. Maybe, I maybe, this is a, maybe there's a market for this class. We should start a YouTube channel. There has to be. Here's a, here's a question to it. Is this a, a young person thing? I don't know. Are they just like... Oh, well, my social environment's a video game. So no one can smell through a video game. <laughs> it's uh, so Not yet. It's a, it's a similar sort of sentiment to you wearing the same underwear for four days. I can do that because yeah. I don't have a poopy butt. Well, if I have a poopy butt, I will smell my underwear. And if they stink, then it's time to take a shower. <laughs> Why would you smell baby your underwear if you have a poopy butt? This is not... None of these things... I, this is... I, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. No, Andrew, you did wear. Let's just shift some of the the you know incredulity. Yeah. To well, you did say proudly, proudly in Florida. <laughs> I've been wearing the same underwear for four days because I. You know how I could say it proudly because I was confident I did not have a poopy butt. Okay, but still, you have bally balls. Not really. You have bally. <laughs> you don't think you have bally balls? You don't no. think? Why, why are your balls less bally than somebody else's? Balls? Because I'm part of the two percent that doesn't have pit sweat or earwax, including bally balls. So your balls don't sweat. Mm. They sweat. Okay, but they don't. So smell. do my armpits. Yeah, my armpits don't smell regardless of how much they sweat. 
All right. Yeah, we 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 did this experiment on the show, not with the balls, but with the armpit. We can do it with the balls. You want to smell my balls? We, nope. Well, I'm glad I'm in California. You guys have fun out there. This <laughs> one of my favorite conversations. It's the fucking had. worst. I hate it. <laughs> bath mats. Back to the bath mats. All right, so you got it. So fucking some shit happened yesterday. Let's get on with it. Sorry to be, uh, you know. So I look at this bath mat and I go, man, I haven't washed that. And I don't know how long it's time to wash hey, this. The problem is the how washing do you wash machine. A bath mat? You throw it in the washing machine. Is this the one that goes in the shower or right outside of the shower? I don't have a bath mat in the shower. What are you doing in the bathroom, <laughs> Alex? <laughs> I don't have the in the shower one, but some people do. They're the little uh, rubbery things. The That's not a bath mat. Thing. That's a rubber anti-slip device. It's a slip guard. A bath mat is a soaking device that soaks up moisture. On your feet when you step out. Made a terry yeah. Okay, yeah. That's what I would have thought. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason, people decided it was a good idea to invent this rubber thing and stick it in their showers That's and let so it get moldy and people don't slip and die. People who fall. People who fall need to learn a couple things about biomechanics and being aware of their bodies. <laughs> God damn it. So, I go to wash this thing. The problem is, uh, we talked about it earlier, the washing machine, the spin cycle stopped working quite a while ago. Which uh, makes the drying process difficult. So I take this bath mat, and I get up yesterday morning, Saturday morning, at 5.30. One of the first things I do is I go, I'm going downstairs. And I am a man who doesn't like to go up or downstairs without things in hand. Like, if there are objects that have to make their way up or down the stairs, I like to make sure I have those objects in my hand before I go up or down the stairs. Clever. Yeah. What if you don't have an object? I'm going to make a reason to have an object. Hmm. So you just keep like a, a set of dumbbells near the stairs just in case? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will occasionally be so absent-minded about it. I will carry things up the stairs that have to go up the stairs, right? Yeah. And I'll set them uh-huh. down at the top of the stairs. And then later, I will walk down the stairs and carry those same things back down and go, Fuck! I'm an idiot! <laughs> These needed to be upstairs. But they were sitting here. I, I want us to get a knife and a magnetic knife holder and put that holder... Uh, two holders, one on each side of the stairs. Andrew, your thing will now be to grab the knife when you go up and down the stairs to start working on this body awareness we need to get you into. Oh, I'm very uh, coordinated. I'm not gonna, there's not going to be any accidents with a knife. Trust exactly. Me. I can carry a coffee up on the stairs and never spill a drop. You think I can't hold a knife? Oh, I think you can, but I think you're just going to have a little bit more, mm, where's my wrist at today? Where is my ankle at today? No. Because if they're not in the right spot... Knife in the heart. No, if I start thinking about how my ankle is, that's when I'm going to fuck up. That's going to be my pausing at the top of well, the chain. That's the fence. beauty of the knife. It triggers your primal instincts. It triggers your subconscious mind to do all this work for you. You're hunting. You don't have to think at all. For better body awareness. Mm. Your body will automatically... I'll accept the challenge. I just don't think I'm going to do what you want me to do. I don't want you to do, I don't want you to do anything. Oh, you want me to I do want... something. I want your, I want your body. I want you want your me to have a poopy butt system. and drip it all over this bath mat that's in the shower. I want you to be able to clean your butt in a safe and effective way. Uh, baby wipes being one of the main vectors of safe and effective butt cleaning. Yeah, but that butt cleaning is post workout. That's insane. Anyway, <clears throat> so I throw this bath mat in the washing machine. One of the first things I do in the morning, and it's running in there, getting wet. Getting so wet, and it's going to stay that way. And it's very, it's a very absorbent uh, thing. Oh, that's I the purpose. Sure. Of it. So, I come back in. I open the computer up. I start doing a little bit of work. 
then the washing machine ends, and it's time to put it in the dryer. The problem is no spin cycle. Without that, mm. um, you know, spin cycle, it's not going to dry very much. So I open the washer up. I grab the bath mat, and it weighs at least 400 pounds because mm-hmm. it's filled with water. And poo particles. <laughs> yeah. So I go. Well, it shouldn't by now. It should be uh, clean. Right? Yeah, theoretically. So I'm like, I'm not going to throw this in the dryer. Like, this will make the dryer break. It's so heavy. Sure. It would be like pouring concrete in the dryer. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I take it. I that it weighs that much. And I see a mop to my right next to the wash basin. This is a thing that deals with water. Yep. But I just go, I'm just going to put this on top of the mop handle and lean it against the wall, and it's going to drip dry. There, we're in a utility room in the basement. It can drip dry. There's a drain on the floor. Now, I wish we had talked because I've almost flooded the entire basement with this technique oh. uh, here. Because I go, oh, this can't go in the dryer. This can't go in the dryer. So I just start hanging stuff up all over that room. Yeah. And then it's like uh, the floor gets wet. Oh, see, but I only got the floor wet somewhere where you wouldn't walk. You can't walk over there. Right. It was like behind utilities and stuff. I like to get it wet where people walk. Yeah, right. right. So when people you walk fall in that room. And they go, geez, I should really be walking around with a knife so I'm more careful. Yeah. <laughs> or even worse, you just have wet socks. Uh, yeah. 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 But we have indoor shoes. Slippers. Yeah, Some they're slippers. Let's not call them indoor shoes. Let's call them slippers. They, but they have shoe bottoms. Yeah. They call do. Them house shoes. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> I hang up this bath mat to dry, to drip dry. In the utility room. Then I go outside for a cigarette. And while I'm outside, it's early. It's, like, still dark out. And I hear a noise. And I think, geez, somebody's house is, like, having a problem. Yeah. Like, there's some... (laughs) Guess who's? (laughs) There's some sort of whistling or an alarm going off that... That sounds awful. At the same time... I feel bad for those people. Because I'm listening to a podcast with my earbuds in. Yeah. Now, at the same time... Sorry, Pete. Go ahead. Well, the other houses are like uh, 50 yards away at least. Well, there's a lot of houses this could be coming from. Yeah. A lot of houses. Okay. Right. So at the same time I wake up and I lay there for a minute after going to bed very, very late because of an ordeal that I had that was not an ordeal. It was a pleasure. But some he people had a poopy butt. call it an ordeal. Well, I was sending <laughs> – look, I, one of the things that I do before bed is I write, I write a letter to somebody mm-hmm. digitally. It's a very nice thing that I like to do. Am I and, ever the recipient? No. And oh. I'm working very hard on this letter, which is via text, but I call it a letter. You know, I call mm. it a love letter. Fuck you guys. So um, <laughs> I'm writing it, and I'm really working hard. It's many, many parts, but it's very, very long, and it's all one message. Paying no attention to my phone battery, my phone dies. Oh, no. I, I, I plug my phone in, turn it back on, it's gone. And this oh, is after I had already fallen asleep. Like out on the couch, like when you're watching Community. Okay. All right. So I've already been asleep, and now I'm awake, and I'm doing this because it's important for me to do before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. So then my phone dies, and it's midnight, and I have to start again, but I want to start again. It's okay. a pleasure. Uh, but I wind up staying up probably till 1230. Okay. It's late in our world. Yeah. That's very late in our world. Yeah. I wake up in a different Seems world. Late in anybody's world. But I'm convinced that I wake up in a different world. The world of Abu Ghraib prison, where they torture these poor <laughs> fucking Iraqis, right? So, so I wake up and I go, I've been taken to some kind of prison, and they've made it to look like my bedroom. But they're torturing me with some kind of sound, right? Because obviously that day is coming. I don't know when it's coming, but I'm going to some kind of uh, detention center eventually. I hope it's a long time in the future. 
So Brett I'm like, thinks he's in a Branch Davidian, and there's like a one of those tanks with a big door basher on it, getting ready to set the whole place on fire. So, so I go, I'm at Abu Ghraib, or I'm in some kind of Turkish prison. Maybe the you know they're working with the Turks. What's the sound like? Yes. <laughs> oh my god! Is that the real sound? That is the sound. Stop it! Now it's terrible. I join the investigation already in progress, right? Uh, there are discarded smoke detectors that have been ripped off walls, right? Batteries flung everywhere. Yeah, batteries. I go down. I go down into the basement. I slip all over nine volt batteries and stab myself right in, right in the with stomach that knife you're holding, with yeah. this knife that you're I carry. Like, why around. am I carrying a knife? Because I was trying time. to escape from Abu Ghraib. But that's not the worst part, because you're doing all that. And now, as awful as that is, this is still happening. Yeah, and it never stops. So I go and I put on headphones, and then Andrew's going, and I go, what? What? And I take <laughs> off the headphones. And then I'm like, well, I can't hear you. This is so terrible. I wind up getting the Zoom. I wind up getting the Zoom recorder and trying to, like, uh, detect, like, the, um, the amplitude of like trying to figure out where the sound is. So I'm holding a microphone and running it across the... And it's just echoing off everything. Yeah, the unfinished ceiling in the basement. And it, and it, it won't balance. And then I put the headphones back on and Android Alex like... And, and then it's like making the audio levels jump and I've got the gain all the way up. So, uh, man. So then a guy comes. Well, there's, there's more to this because before you even join the party here... Mm-hmm. I'm outside, I hear this noise, and I go, man, it sucks to be somebody. I come back in the house, and I'm like, all right, time to sit down on my computer. And I have my earbuds in. I have a podcast playing. And this noise, I open the door, it gets way the fuck louder. And I go, oh, no. That's my house. What's happening? So It's coming from inside the house. Whenever I've heard anything this annoying, it's always a fucking alarm. So I walk into the utility room, and I see a smoke detector, and I go, you son of a bitch. So the first thing you do is you just, like, grab it, and you yank on it or twist it. Yeah. So I take the battery out, and I go, I know that doesn't actually stop the noise. So I take the battery out, and then I unscrew the smoke detector with a drill. And I take it, and I go, I got you. <laughs> and I open the door to outside, and I go, you're going outside. And I set it down outside. And I come back in, and it's still there, just as loud as ever. And I go, that wasn't it. What the fuck? So You couldn't tell where it was coming from? No, because it's just, it's just echoing off everything. It's, it's just so loud. I don't know uh, what it is. And the only thing that you have ever encountered in your life that makes the sound is a smoke detector. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'm walking into other rooms. I'm like, it's not, a lot, not as loud out here. Uh, it's clearly coming from that room. That was the smoke detector in that room. There's no other explanation. So, well, wait a minute. By the time I get up, here's what I think happened. Right? Your instincts are right. This is an alarm. But by the time I g get up, Alex and Andrew have been driven to such madness that they're like, maybe it's gas. Maybe it's water. Right? And that, well, no, I actually did. Maybe it's water. But they're like, it's gas. It's got to be gas. I'm like, how is it gas? And then I said, maybe it is water. Like sometimes when you turn on the shower, the shower will whistle. The, the shower head will whistle. Like if the pipe is too narrow or if a little it's bit just of steam coming out, a little bit of steam pressure. just bleeding through like an opening. Well, <sighs> here's the problem. Before you join the party, you know, I had sanity at 530 in the morning when I first started thinking about this and started dismantling alarms. But then I talked to Alex and Alex is like, oh, geez, maybe it's a furnace whistle. And I go, 
I how thought does, this too. I how does too. Alex know about a thing about a furnace that I don't know? Like, what the fuck is a furnace whistle? Like, I can figure out <laughs> what it is from the name of it. But, yeah. Alex, you were so confident that, like, a furnace whistle was such a regular well, thing. Well, this is my first time to deploy this knowledge because I have, uh, over a few months ago, I was helping one of my friends out with some maintenance work on his houses. And the guy I was teamed up with who knows more than me about this stuff was talking about uh, checking furnace whistles. I didn't know what this was until, just like you, he said it. And it was like, okay, I guess it's a whistle to do with the furnace to yeah. keep things from blowing up. Well, it's, and, the pre- it's the pressure valve release. Well, That's where the whistling comes from. The furnace whistle is just simply something in the ducting or like a pinhole in the ducting that just happens to make a whistling noise. But is it gas or is it water? It's air. Forced air. air. Well, okay. I, it's a gaseous material escaping through a pinhole. Oh, no. Yes. I'm, I'm thinking, okay, so this is already, by the time I joined, we're already to the hot water. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that so is there was, there was more that happened. Up. That's the pressure release valve. So I said, all right, Alex, let's uh, let's see this furnace whistle. And we, we turn off the furnace to make sure there's no furnace whistle, right? So we go and we turn the temperature down on the furnace, and uh, it's off. Noise still is still happening. Beeping. So this is where I go. Jeez, what else has pressurized gaseous material that could be escaping and whistling? We have a gas leak. This could be dangerous. Mm -hmm. So now I'm convinced it's a gas leak. And that's when you wake up Mm -hmm. and you join us. And at this point, I call long face because it's like not even 7 a.m. yet. I can't get a hold of like the landlord. I don't know if I'm going to call a plumber, an HVAC person. I don't know what to do. A so fire I, department? I call Longface, and I go, hey, do you know anything about this? And he's like, Jesus Christ, that noise is awful. I go, yeah, I'm living with it. He goes, don't bring it into my house, too. So I had to walk outside. <laughs> and he doesn't know anything. So my next call was to the gas company. I'm like, you guys need to get out here and shut the gas off, because I can't figure out a way to shut it off. So they go, okay, we'll send somebody out in the next hour. I'm like, geez, well, I guess uh, I'm just going to try and work with this. So I have the earbuds in, and I also put headphones over the earbuds. Yeah. And that's when you join. Right. So now you're kind of determined to figure out this problem, too. Very. But I'm already spent. I am uh, sleep deprived. This is a torture technique that is used. Mm -hmm. Mumbling something about Abu Ghraib. Yep, I am. And uh, we we shut off all the electricity in the house. Yeah, every breaker is off and still. Right. So then I go, it's got to be something non-electrical. Because <laughs> yeah. I've had plenty of sleep. <laughs> yeah. And we've already ruled out everything electrical, right? I already went down the list of alarms and, and you know, everything's turned off. If you told me that 36 hours later, this would be fun to listen to that noise, <laughs> I would not have believed you. But here we are having fun. So the gas man comes. Oh, he is generally unhelpful. And we're outside, and he can hear the noise, and he's like, oh, geez, I have tinnitus, and this is this is not good. Then we go inside, <laughs> and he's like, holy shit, how are you still alive? Mm-hmm. So he has this fancy sniffer that can sniff for gas leaks, and I'm like, man, I already sprayed the fucking gas lines with soapy water to look for bubbling, and I did not see any bubbling, so I don't know what to do. Here's the circuit. It makes sense to me. I'm a mechanical kind of guy. It all seems to make sense, and this noise does not make sense. So he's sniffing with his fancy sniffer. He's like, there's no gas leak in here. And I go, all right, well, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how much I trust your device there. Let's go shut the gas <laughs> off at the street just to make sure. And I'm thinking he needed some kind of special tool. So I walk to the street with him, and he's got a pair of uh, adjust. He's got an adjustable wrench in his hand. I'm thinking, that's not a specialty tool. Like, I'm thinking he has to open up a cover 
and like get a key and unlock a thing and turn a valve. No. He just grabs the thing with the fucking adjustable wrench and turns it 90 degrees. And I go, is that all you got to do? He goes, yeah, you're not supposed to, but that's all you got to do. And I go, good to know. <laughs> good to know. <clears throat> so he turns it off. Now Andrew's just driving around town, turning people's gas off. He's Could not be supposed to, prank. but that's all he has to do. Yeah. So we walk back in and still happening. Definitely not a gas problem. And I go, well, guys, good news. We can have heat. Bad news is... Our ears are bleeding. Yeah. Still don't know what it is. This guy doesn't know. He's looking around. He's like, it's got to be some kind of alarm. And I go, yeah, I know. (laughs) But the smoke detector's gone. And we're looking in this room, and I'm thinking, what kind of psychopath would, would put an alarm somewhere where it's so invisible and hidden? Yeah. Unless it was you guys doing it to Nick. Right. Years ago. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what was that thing called? The Annoyatron? Yep. yep. <laughs> so we're still trying to look. And then Brett's like, what about the water heater? I'm like, we already shut it off. It's not the water heater. And you're like, what's that little valve there? And I go, that's the pressure relief. I'm not pressing that because it's going to spray steam everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what if you just press it a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Well, at this point, let's just get burned a little. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> so I'm like trying to explain how the water heater works. And I'm. I've been sitting on a step stool. I put my head in the floor joists. I've gotten cobwebs all over my head. I've touched the top of dusty. And he's so vents. crazy that he's teaching me how the water heater works, right? He's going, see, there's a pipe that goes in that's not hot water. And then there's this thing. And then there's a pipe that goes out. And that is hot water. And I'm like, no way. How does it do that? What could be in there? <laughs> so... We're we're almost we're three hours into this at this point. At least my saga is three hours long at this point. Yeah, from five thirty till about eight thirty, and you know the only place this could be hiding, whatever this is, would be like on top of the furnace, on top of these ducts. So I'm feeling around every inch, and I'm like, how long until I touch a mouse trap? How long until I touch a mouse? How much mouse poop am I touching? Yeah. How many cobwebs? Well, this is fucking disgusting. It, why don't you have one of those things so you don't have to have mouse traps? Things? Oh. What's that? I, I think there's a this, system. Like, yeah, there's this, like a system that you can buy. Right. <laughs> so how does it? How does it hang? Oh, geez! Imagine having the overhead grid system and trying to solve that, that problem. That would have been a real problem. Ah, uh, step one: remove overhead grid system. Well, here's a sub step one of one thousand six hundred and forty-two. <laughs> uh, carbon monoxide detectors. If you had a gas leak, those are usually down low by the floor. Well, you know, as I, uh, I'm looking around, I'm just thinking, okay, the higher I go, the more I should hear this noise. And yeah. at one point, I'm trying to demonstrate problems about the water heater, and I bend down for a second, and I notice when I bent down, the noise got louder. And then as I'm standing oh, behind clue. the furnace, like in between, like I'm against the wall behind the furnace in the darkest corner of this utility room because I don't want to stand in the way of the water heater as I demonstrate how it works to Brett. Um, so as I bend Cold down, water in. Hot water out. <laughs> Fucking whoa. We could drain it with that valve down there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, as I bend down, I hear it louder. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Am I missing something? And I look around down at the floor, and I see a little box. Right before Andrew sees this box, I look down. I have just this speck of a thought, just this poo particle of a thought, right? <laughs> that there's no way that white box, I, I say white box. I go, there's no way the white box could do this. It's so small. And I'm looking at it going, I've never seen this white box before. 
Right. So I reach down to grab it, just thinking I'm just moving this out of the way. Yes. I'm just simply moving this little white box out of the way. Yeah. And as soon as I touch it, I look at it. It says, water alarm. <laughs> water God alarm. God damn it. You know what, what was triggering this water alarm? Remember that disgusting bath mat that I was letting drip dry? And oh, it was no. dripping onto the floor in the corner where it's not dripping in anybody's way. It's dripping in the corner behind the wash basin, behind the furnace, where someone placed, not me, but somebody, maybe 20-some years ago, placed a water alarm. You, wanna, you, you guys want to know the worst part of this story from my perspective? <laughs> what? This alarm was pointed out to me when we did the house walkthrough when we uh, ranked <laughs> Son it. Of a bitch. God damn it. <laughs> I was texting about it. Puke's glad he's in California. The puke was asleep when this was happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the landlord's in there showing him the washer. He's like, look, just use this sparingly. It does nothing about poop particles. I texted the <laughs> landlord yesterday, too. I yeah. sent him this giant long text. I'm like, you got to send somebody out here. The fucking gas company was here. This is awful. We can't live like this. And then I said, found it. Please disregard. <laughs> nice. I was uh, I was woken up by this because uh, my phone kept like going. Bzz, bzz. As you uh, you were texting the group chat, and yeah. I I picked up my phone and I said, Jesus fuck, I'm gonna turn this off and go back to bed. And then later I looked at the 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 whole uh, chat stream and I said, Oh, I knew about that. <laughs> I'm glad you knew. Yeah. Well, now we all know. <laughs> that was so miserable. That has that that uh, that's unfortunate. I feel very bad for you guys. That is not a way to wake up on a weekend. No, and it was it was just three pure hours of lost productivity. <laughs> that's all it was on a Saturday. Yeah, of all days. How's the bath mat? Oh, it's still dripping. <laughs> I think this is a good. I think the lesson we learned here is twofold. One, water alarms exist. Who would have thought? Yeah, and that's good to know. Number two, when your washer stops working, you call the landlord and tell them they need to fix it. That's not the landlord's responsibility. It's mine. That's your washer? Yeah, sadly. Yep. You no, bought the a washer broken washer in this the building, house. But... I bought a used washer that uh, even if I had to buy, an, buy another used washer, it would still be cheaper than a new fixing. washer. Yeah. Well, let's buy, let's buy a used washer. Yeah. I'm down. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we, we had to buy that washer. I forgot. And the dryer? Yeah, I know so. a place uh, just northwest of Columbus, Ohio. Don't think we'd go that far. <laughs> that has two two units: one a washer, one a dryer. Probably circa 2013 Samsung, very no. high end device no. back in the day. No, don't want that at it all. It doesn't. It doesn't. It does not have any desire to talk to your phone. It does not have any desire to send messages to your television screen. It is simply a device built for a purpose cleaning clothes in a way that does not require you letting them have to hang out to dry how and likely triggering any is sort it, of water alarm how likely is it that a toddler could fall into it and die it has doors on the side because they thought of that see i want one that a toddler is likely to fall into and die <laughs> well i guess then uh, you're just resigning yourself to a life of water alarms going off why would the toddler die if he fell in there you see the washer spinning? There's a lot of mass in there. Momentum. That toddler's going to snap his neck in a second. Well, how does he get in there while it's going? Because you open it, and whatever safety mechanism that stops the washer And what, spinning, he just swings by on a rope? No, he sits <laughs> yeah. on top of the washing machine. You would see him if he fell in, though. 
Not everyone's watching a toddler at all times. Yeah, they wind up washing a toddler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah some some washers don't have these stupid safety features. Mm. They're the best. <laughs> Hashtag save Tommy. Or they're removed. Timmy. <laughs> Not this week. <laughs> no, this week it's Tommy. Timmy's already dead. Hashtag drown Timmy. <laughs> wow. What fun. So, for the show. Do it for the show. Oh, man. It was so bad. Well, let's think about uh, dinner, huh? Yeah. The lesson here is that if the, there's a horrible alarm going off, look at the, look down sometimes. Who would ever think to look down, right? Somebody, look, I feel like we looked everywhere. But we didn't. Right. We Obviously. There was, all, a, there was a box, a very evident box that wasn't like tucked under something. It was just in the middle of the floor. Yeah. Behind the yeah, dehumidifier in front of the water heat. Making a fire alarm and, noise that you always look up And it's white, for. and it has a clear speaker grill on it. Everybody in the chat is saying, play the box, play the box, more of the box. That song is by Enya. And then the birds. The birds chirping in the back. Oh, that's Pierce Birds. Yeah. Hey, you want to hear the birds? <laughs> All right, Pierce levels are fucked. Uh, oh, yeah. They're well, perfect now. Perfect. All right, well. Brett's hungry, so that means the show is over. <laughs> mm, no, I mean, I figured the show ended at 6. How do we end the show? That counts as a show! Thanks for listening, everybody. Go to poormanshow.com slash VIP. Sign up for our private channel lounge for as little as 5 bucks a month. Thanks for listening. You're the best. Let me say, let me say, let You know, I have a person who follows me around everywhere I go, writing everything down that I do, and they are uh, turning from a male to a female. It's a transcribe. Oh. <laughs> that was stupid. That's pretty good. It's as good as you're ever going to get. Oh, man. Okay, well, I guess that's the end. <laughs> How's that song go? All around me are familiar faces. All around me. I call that Emo Satchmo.
What's that song well, called? I'm actually a well-known guy. Uh, Mad World? Yeah, by who? Not R.E.M. Uh, it's not. It's not R.E.M. No. No. What's happening? How's that happening? Oh, Stop. No, that's not the original either. The original is by a band I don't like, and every cover is better. Tears for Fears. Yeah, that's why I don't like. Is them. it really? I don't. That was random. Alexa just decided that I wanted to hear the the worst version. The cover in Donnie Darko. <laughs> why the fuck is everything so loud? Uh, well, puke was loud because I turned it up when he was playing the music, and then I forgot to turn it back down when he talked. How's that, Brad? Is that better? Oh yeah, that's good. But I'm deaf, so this is good anyway. Oh good. Please. Fake lemons. Are those real lemons or fake lemons? Those are real from. Oh. You have a tree. A lemon tr- lemon tree. Can you, I don't know if you can see it. There's a lemon tree right out there. I have a lemoncello, although I'd much prefer an orange viola. What is it, March? Yeah, it's probably going to start getting into the goddamn 80s out here pretty soon. <sighs> I can't wait till we get convertible weather again. You know, just yesterday, uh, we discovered there's, a, there's a, a tanning booth at the gym. Okay. I can't help but think I should use a tanning booth. Oh, no. Why not? First, it, first you're trimming the balls, and now you're <laughs> tanning. Well... When it's warm out, I stay quite tan. I was quite tan all summer long, like without fail. Yeah. I would go on vacation. I'd be like, oh, this is no different than regular life. I can be at the beach and get tan, or I can be at home and get tan. What's the point of being tan? Like, I don't know. I feel better. I like it you? better. I like the idea that, oh, that man's out in the sun. Hmm. And 2020 was the year of the sun. What? And also, Bridget in the chat said, Andrew, look fucking great with a tan. Yeah, is that the only reason? Just aesthetics? And I feel good. Yeah. Like, don't you feel better if you're... Okay, you probably don't, but nah. if if I have a long day of being out and about and... That's just, that's just the sentence. You you probably feel better. Oh, no. No, you never <laughs> feel better. Um, no, like if I'm out for a day doing a bunch yeah. of shit, right? I can be doing a bunch of shit and then come home and feel okay... But if I'm out and about doing a bunch of shit and it's out in the sun, if I have a day of sunlight, I just feel better. Like, I feel better going to bed at night. I feel better, like, finishing my day. It's good for you. I feel like I had a more complete day. It's kind of like a sign that I'm doing something good for me. Yeah, exactly. Skin cancer. Sure. That's not true. I'd much rather have that kind of cancer than all the other cancers I'm giving myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I forgot who I was talking to. You don't give a fuck about cancer. <laughs> That's a voluntary cancer. Yeah. Voluntary cancers are way better than involuntary <laughs> cancers, right? <laughs> like, you never want cancer to be a surprise. You don't want to be like, oh, I did everything right. I avoided this, that, and the other, and I got cancer. Yeah, you wouldn't wanna, that be the worst? Yeah, you want to be like, oh, lung cancer? Yeah. <laughs> who didn't see that coming? Skin cancer? Yeah. I knew what I was doing. I'm just saying. I'd rather... Uh, I'd rather have the expected cancers than than an unexpected cancer. Yeah, I just I hate getting sunburned, which I do easily. But maybe that's because I don't get because you don't get enough tan. <laughs> I'm a I'm, I come from Prussia. We don't uh, we don't get a lot of sunlight in that part of the world. This is why I want to. I'm. This is why the tanning booth intrigued me. There's two different ones. There's a stand up one and a lay down one. I don't know the difference. Stand up. I'm confused. I'm interested. I'm intrigued. And I think, oh, 
if I do this now in March, then I'll avoid the obligatory, uh, you know, May Burning. time sunburn. Because once you get sunburned in May, I'm good the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah, just get that one burn out of the way. Yeah, but th- this would avoid the, having the burn. Yeah, that's uh, when I've done it. That's why I did it because I was going somewhere sunny and I wanted to have a base. You used the tanning booth? Oh. Yeah, I've done it. I did it before I went on the Tom Woods trip. Oh. Did it at LA Fitness? Oh, really? They had a tanning booth? I think so. Oh. Most no, wait. Maybe we do. weren't going to LA Fitness. Maybe we were going to somewhere else then. Maybe I wasn't here then. I wasn't here then. Oh. <laughs> no, I was here then. I don't know. What? I lived Gold's. here then. Gold's Gym. Yeah, they had tanning. Yeah. Well, you could just go out and tan now. My dad does that. Well, he's in Florida. If there was a nice day, like in November, he'd take his shirt off and go outside. Oh, yeah. If there was a nice day in like November, I would drive around in the Miata without a shirt, and then I'd turn the heat on full blast, and I'd be very cold all day, but I would want the sun. Yeah. Mm. What is uh, young Alex doing? I have no idea. We're just waiting forever. I was making your birds very loud and echoey puke. It was great. And then little Timmy said, you're not my dad. Well done. All right. Um, puke, I fucked up. I'm sorry, but uh, you'll have to pull the second half from YouTube. <laughs> How do you keep doing this? I don't know. I'm getting worse. God damn it. I really don't know what, ha- I don't know what happened. Uh, I think I was worried because okay. everyone kept leaving the room, and I didn't know when we were going to start. I don't know. It was my fault. It was no one's fault. Yes, it's always your fault. Yeah, you're the one responsible for it. <laughs> Uh, well, this was fun. What's this weird, uh, arm in front of Brett's camera? Oh, yeah. Like some sort of pipe hanging down? (laughs) I didn't even notice that till now. Oh, I don't think it was there the whole show, but. No, it wasn't. Is that a camera or what is it? No, it says ring light. Oh. Um, to be. Smallest ring light. Andrew, can you see why, what Bridget said about the sound stuff? Bridget, what did you say about sound? She just. Scroll up. She said something. I just missed it. All right, let's see. And she's like, why is he asking that? Vitamin D, puke, looks, tippy toe, logic pro, Chinese spies. She used to know how to make it's on all Squaws. caps. She, she used to know how Everything's to make drops all caps. for the show. She used to know how to make drops for the she's show using, I think, garage band, but she doesn't really know anymore. She was speaking in third and first person. That's insane. But what also would be insane is if Bridget made uh, not just drops, but like little beats and songs. And then if you don't have something to play during the break, you play a hot, hot beat from uh, Bridget's latest drop. And that's why I was asking that, Bridget. You know, for a while, I thought I had to lick my finger to make this work, but you don't. You can just touch it. Oh, because it's electrochemical. If you touch it with your elbow gloves, it doesn't work. Your elbow gloves? Your lobo gloves.
that was fun. Wow. <laughs> well, if that didn't get us kicked off YouTube.